Welcome to the Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast, the latest swine nutrition research digested for you. Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast is only possible with the support and trust of innovative companies like Lifestart Swine, facilitated by Trow Nutrition, distilled science and real-world advice for better on-farm decisions, Elbiotics, the postbiotic pioneer that helps maintain a healthy gut in pigs. Heat stress can start at temps as low as 75 degrees. Combat heat stress with Chemtrace Chromium. Visit chemin.com forward slash swine heat stress today. Purina Animal Nutrition, where swine research becomes your return on investment. Elbiotics, the pioneer postbiotic for digestive health in pigs. Brought to you by Adair Biome. With over a century of experience in postbiotics for digestive health, L-Biotics contains heat-treated lactobacillus cell bodies and their metabolites. Stable by nature, L-Biotics can be easily stored and incorporated in compound feed. I'm your host, Clayton Chastain, and today we have with us Dr. Dan Columbus, a swine nutrition research scientist at Prairie Swine Center. So Dr. Columbus, we've had you on the show in the past, but would you mind giving the audience a short reminder about who you are and what it is you do? Uh, sure. Yeah. So I'm a swine uh, nutrition researcher at the Prairie Swine Center here and also at an adjunct professor at the University of Saskatchewan. So my, my big focus is just on doing uh, nutrition research for improving uh, sustainability of pork production. Gotcha. And I saw a PowerPoint that you had on feeding low protein diets and how to more accurately balance amino acids to avoid deficiencies that we might be missing. So would you mind telling us a little bit about that study? Sure. Yeah. We've actually been looking at how the nitrogen content of the, the diet might actually change amino acid requirements. Uh, this research has come about as a result of the issue of reduced performance in some low protein diets that are amino acid supplemented that we see. Um, and it's been suggested that nitrogen or non-essential amino acids may be limiting in these diets. Uh, and that this obviously then will negatively affect uh, pig performance, even if all the essential amino acid requirements are met. Uh, and this would all uh, also uh, impact the efficiency with which uh, essential amino acids are utilized for lean gain. Uh, past work has shown that the essential amino acid nitrogen to total nitrogen ratio in the diet may give an indication of the sufficiency of dietary nitrogen as well as essential amino acid content. Uh, and when examining a range of ratios, uh, Hager and colleagues in the past found that nitrogen utilization suffered at extremes with low ratios indicating insufficient essential amino acids and high ratios indicating insufficient nitrogen. And they determined that a ratio of 0.48 was optimal uh, across a number of species. So that's not even just in pigs. So we have conducted two studies that have examined the impact of the dietary essential amino acid nitrogen to total nitrogen ratio on the lysine requirement for nitrogen retention. And in the first study, uh, we determined the lysine requirement in growing pigs fed a diet with the optimal ratio of 0.48 or the ratio of 0.55, indicating a diet that's deficient in nitrogen or non-essential amino acids. And important to consider that both diets met the requirement for all the essential amino acids, except for lysine, which was fed at graded levels to determine the requirement. So we conducted a nitrogen balance 
uh, uh, collection uh, after an adaptation period and uh, determine nitrogen retention as the difference between intake and output in feces and urine. Uh, and what we found in this study was a higher requirement for lysine in a diet containing an optimal essential uh, amino acid nitrogen to total nitrogen ratio compared to that deficient diet um, as a result of higher nitrogen retention or lean, uh, lean gain. Uh, and we also found that the percent of nitrogen intake retained and the lysine utilization for nitrogen retention were improved with that optimal ratio. Uh, we then followed this up with a second study where we wanted to determine if the source of nitrogen matters in meeting the optimal uh, ratio. And this was based on past work that's shown that pigs are capable of utilizing uh, sources of non-protein nitrogen in diets that are deficient in non-essential amino acids. Um, non-protein nitrogen being things like urea and ammonia, which the ruminant world may be familiar with, but this has largely been ignored in monogastrics in the past. So knowing this, uh, we again determine the lysine requirement in growing pigs, either fed that deficient diet as indicated by the 0.55 ratio or that diet where we had added ammonium phosphate at 1.7%, um, resulting in a ratio of 0.48 or that optimal and we found, uh, after conducting the nitrogen balance, the same way as that first study, that the lysine requirement was increased in pigs receiving the ammonium phosphate-containing diet, again, as a result of the higher uh, nitrogen retention, uh, showing that, <clears throat> indeed, the ammonium phosphate could actually be used to uh, optimize that ratio and provide a source of nitrogen. So um, one question I had is, so what exactly is the benefit of feeding or this feeding strategy for producers? Because from my understanding, from an economic perspective at least, the non-protein nitrogen source would probably be a pretty cheap ingredient, and so it could reduce costs by cutting some more expensive amino acid sources, such as soybean meal. So would that be accurate? And is there other um, aspects to that that I'm not thinking of? Yeah, so I think the main benefit is just the more efficient utilization of the feed and optimizing that mean gain, right? If you're not going to provide enough nitrogen and you're adding lysine and you're not getting the, the, the greatest lean gain that you can get or the greatest efficiency of that lysine utilization, which is going to end up costing money uh, in the long run. Um, with regards to the ammonium phosphate itself, uh, products like urea and, and the ammonium phosphate are actually quite a bit more expensive than traditional protein sources. Um, but where they become a benefit is you have to add significantly less of them to achieve the same increase in crude protein or nitrogen content in your diet that you would save for soybean meal. So overall, they do save quite a bit. Gotcha. Okay. I didn't realize they were more expensive. For some reason I had in my mind, they were cheap, but uh, um, yeah, another question I had. Um, so with this on the ammonium phosphate, um, I would assume just, I, again, I don't really have any specific knowledge of it, but I would assume it's not very palatable for pigs just because it's an ammonia product. Um, did you see any palatability issues at 1.7% with feed intake at all? Or um, if not, do you expect to see any if you increase it too much? Uh, in, in this particular study, we didn't see any pal palatability issues. The pigs all seemed to eat uh, no problem. Uh, we didn't have any extra leftovers or anything after um it, it can have a palatability issue, though, like you said, uh, it, ammonium phosphate, urea would be the same thing. They tend to be bitter. Um, it, but in this study, uh, it's important to note that 
the 1.7% was actually the maximum allowable that we would be able to put in a swine diet according to CFIA regulations. Um, and that's based on the percent of nitrogen that you are uh, contributing to the diet. So I'm, I'm assuming that's based on some kind of palatability issue, but also what also can be an issue is toxicity uh, because you are actually introducing a large amount of ammonia into the pig. Uh, so if they can't handle that, you can actually end up with ammonia toxicity. Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast is only possible with the support and trust of innovative companies like DSM Animal Nutrition and Health is shaping the future of piglet care. Fibro Animal Health Corporation. Healthy animals, healthy food, healthy world. Healthy Farms by Bioverse, your manure management experts. Contact us for time and labor-saving solutions. Alltech, providing you proven specialty ingredients to maximize pig health, sustainability, and profitability. Novus International Inc., a leader in swine nutrition solutions driven by science. Lifestart Swine, facilitated by Trow Nutrition. Distilled science and real-world advice for better on-farm decisions. Learn more at lifestartswine.com. Trow Nutrition, creating a brighter future from planet to plate. And lastly, um, what are the you think the next steps for this line of research? Do you have any more plans to do any more research trials in the future? Uh, yeah, I think we're interested in seeing how this would actually alter requirements for other essential amino acids, especially those that might um, be more uh, uh, or have more of an impact on, say, nitrogen supply in a, in a deficient diet uh, that, that might, uh, might do that. Um, we also want to confirm some of these with growth performance studies just to see if what we, what we see in a nitrogen balance is actually going to have the same impact when we look uh, longer term. Um, and also to quantify what the actual impact on, say, nitrogen excretion or, or the environmental sustainability is going to be. Gotcha. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show and uh, sharing all this uh, data with us. And I think we'll look forward to some of those other research trials in the future. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, and to everyone else, thank you for listening to the Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast. Please visit us at swinenutritionblackbelt.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channel so you won't miss out on the next episode. See you next week. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And we are constantly on the lookout for the latest updates in swine nutrition. And if you have a swine nutrition-related research trial that you would be able to share on our podcast, please send an email to nutritionblackbelt at swineit.com, and we would love to talk about your research. See you later.